You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Winning your fantasy league starts with the right data, and that's why Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge that you need to win your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Titans fans, today we have another installment in the 2021 Locked on Titans training camp preview. We already did our first two installments looking at the quarterback and the running backs and then looking at the wide receivers on yesterday's show. But today we head into the trenches on the offensive side of the ball and look at the tight end group and look at the offensive line. And I'm going to break the offensive line up into two different parts, the offensive tackles and the interior offensive line. But of course, we're going to go through all the guys who I think are locks to make the roster, guys who I think are on the bubble, and then the long shots at the bottom part of that spectrum. But diving into everything, I'm going to give you a tidbit on every single player, some sort of analysis, some scouting for some of the guys who need to improve in camp. But either way, there is a ton of competition at all of these positions, specifically on the offensive line where there are 17 players coming into Titans training camp. So a very big group. Excited to dive into another installment in the 2021 Locked on Titans training camp preview as we head into the trenches for the tight ends and the offensive line. It's a Thursday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. We are less than a week away from the Tennessee Titans being in training camp. It feels so good to be able to say that. And as promised, we are going to break down the tight end group and the offensive line. We're going to start with the tight ends. But before we get into that, I do want to remind you guys, I'm going to be putting out daily Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked on Titans podcast, not only during training camp, not only during the preseason, not only during the regular season, but all year long. So make sure that you never miss an episode and follow the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. Of course, if you missed either of the two previous installments in our training camp preview, make sure you go back and check those out. You can also follow me on social media on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. You never want to miss my film breakdowns. And you can follow me on Facebook at Locked on Titans Pod as well. So we are going to dive into the tight end group now. Very excited to dive into this group because it's the cause of a lot of anxiety amongst the Titans fan base. At this point in time, I think it's fair to say it's one of the most neglected positions of the offseason. It's fair to have a little bit of worry about the Titans tight end group. 
group. Now, the Titans are bringing back two guys who we know. First, Anthony Ferkser, who has played in 43 games with the Tennessee Titans. Ferkser has 72 catches in his career, 816 yards, three touchdowns in the big thing. He's only dropped two passes in his entire career. So the sure-handed Ferkser has been a mainstay as a role player in the Titans offense for the past few seasons. We know what he can do well. He can separate against man coverage as a slot tight end. He can settle down in the zones, holes in the zones for Ryan Tannehill. And they have a very good connection, him and Tannehill, in the red zone. But when you ask Anthony Ferkser to do more than that, is he going to be able to be an every down tight end and be able to block in the run game, which is so vital to what the Titans do? He has not shown up to this point in his career that he can be a consistent enough blocker and a physical enough blocker to get that job done. But if the Titans believe in him, then maybe he will. Now, a guy who we know can do that is Jeff Swaim. It is time to play the Swaim. Swaim's played in 53 games in his career. Not all with the Titans, of course. He's moved around the NFL quite a bit. 57 catches for Swaim. 484 yards, two touchdowns. He actually played in 33% of the offensive snaps for the Titans last year which was more than the 32% of Anthony Ferkser. So that was quite surprising. And Swain played in 34% of the special team snaps for the Titans in 2020, a mark that was way higher than what Ferkser is going to be able to provide. So we know those two guys are going to be on the roster and they can be counted on, but I actually believe that it's Swain that gives the Titans comfort to go with those two guys because they can count on him to block, and he's not a complete minus in the receiving game either. So I do believe that the Titans could use some more talent at that position, but this late in the game, I don't see that coming from anywhere that is realistic. Now, the other options at tight end are a little bit more worrisome. Who will be that third tight end for the Titans? You look at these guys who I would consider the bubble options. Tommy Hudson, a guy who Titans fans may recognize, has been with the team on the practice squad for the last season. He was an undrafted free agent in 2020. Now, he's a prototypical blocking tight end out of Arizona State, six foot five, 250. Even in college, he was not a big receiving option, only had 25 catches and 200 or so yards, 205 to be exact. So, Tommy Hudson is that prototypical blocking guy. And when you have a guy like Jeff Swaim, I think it's going to be hard for Tommy Hudson to, to get through the bubble just as it's been difficult for him to actually get real game time with the Titans while being on the practice squad all of last season. The next guy is interesting, especially to those from Nashville, and that's Jared Pinckney, who played at Vanderbilt. He was an undrafted free agent in 2020 as well. The Falcons swooped him up, but didn't want to keep him around long term, so the Titans were able to get their hands on him this offseason. Now, he's more of a receiving threat. Six foot four, 250, so only an inch smaller than Hudson, but he had a much more prolific college career with 114 catches, 1,500 yards, and 14 touchdowns, but Pinckney has had some struggles dealing with the physicality of the NFL. There is a little bit of a focus issue that some people have rumored. He missed early portions of the Titans offseason that he could have attended, and there were some questions there. So that's something interesting. Does Jared Pinckney go all in in this offseason and give himself a real chance to make the team, which I think he has because of of his body type, because of his skill set, but he's going to have to put in that work and make sure he stands out amongst this group. Now, the guys who I think are 
long shots are both undrafted free agents from this year. Miller Forrestal from Alabama. He played in 23 games at the college level. 44 catches, 500 yards, five touchdowns. But the reality here is he is a big six foot four blocking tight end. He's not overly special in any of his characteristics, but guys like that carve out NFL careers. Look at a guy like Jeff Swaim. So maybe Miller Forrestal with that Saban background can pick up the offense quickly and press coaches and, and, and make a way onto the roster. The next guy in the last tight end that the Titans are bringing in is a guy that I'm pretty interested in and it's Briley Moore. He spent some time at Northern Iowa, moved to Kansas State. He was an undrafted free agent this year. Six foot four, 240 pounds. He has really good receiving chops. He's more of a receiving guy at this moment in time understands how to run routes. He's a physical catcher of the football. He does need some work with his blocking, but he's shown the willingness to block and has the physicality to block. He's just got to prove that he can make that jump to the NFL level and NFL competition as most of his college experience was at Northern Iowa Iowa, where the competition simply isn't anywhere near what it is in the NFL. So that's the tight end group right now. I do want to mention lastly that Titans on-site on staff beat writer Jim Wyatt has not been very coy about the fact that he thinks the Titans will add another name to the tight end group. We've talked about those options on previous episodes of the Locked on Titans podcast during the offseason. You can go back and find those if you need to, but when that move happens, we'll certainly break that down. Next, though, it is time to talk about the Titans' 17 offensive line options. We're going to break it up into two groups, the guys who I would consider offensive tackles and the guys who I would consider interior offensive linemen. We will talk tackles first, and it's a very interesting group, and there's one guy who I think most people think will make the roster that I actually think ends up being cut. Before we talk about that, though, do want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online company that's been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years. Their catalog at rockauto.com is really remarkably easy to use. You can quickly see all the different brands, specifications, all the different parts available, and you know you're going to get the best price from rockauto.com. When you go to a chain auto parts store, they have different price tiers for do-it-yourselfers and professional mechanics, so you may pay twice as much as the guy standing next to you, depending on what your job title is. You're never going to have that at rockauto.com where the prices are always reliably low for everyone. So make sure you go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. fans, we are continuing the 2021 Locked On Titans training camp preview today. We just talked the tight end group and the six guys the Titans have there. Now, we're going to transition into the offensive line. And as I mentioned, 17 guys the Titans are bringing into camp. So we're going to split the offensive line up into two groups. We will start with the offensive tackle spot. And of course, we have the top guys who I think are are pretty solidly going to make the roster. And that's Taylor Lewan and Dylan Radins. After that, I would say 
Kendall Lamb. Now, of course, we got to get Lawan back from the ACL injury. The Titans are most certainly a better offense and a more efficient offense when he's out there. And if the Titans want to win big in terms of a Super Bowl, they're going to have to have Taylor Lawan out there to be able to do that. I think we learned that lesson last year. Dylan Radins, the second round pick. He's the rookie coming in. I think he should start, but if he doesn't, I think the starter will be Kendall Lamb. And Kendall Lamb was signed as a free agent from the Cleveland Browns. Very athletic guy. Played heavy tight end for the Browns. Has caught some touchdown passes in his career. Kendall Lamb was actually given a little bit more money than people might realize. If the Titans were to cut Kendall Lamb, it would be $3 million of dead cap this season. John Robinson gave him that money because he knows he's not cutting him this season. If Kendall Lamb doesn't start and Raidens, the second-round rookie, gets the go, then Kendall Lamb is going to be an excellent heavy tight end for the Titans. The Titans love using big-body tight ends in the red zone on the goal line as targets. Kendall Lamb has proven to be one of the best hybrid guys in the league at that. And just want to say this, if the Titans believe enough in Kendall Lamb's athleticism, that might answer that third tight end question that we just talked about in the first segment. So that versatility could bleed over from the offensive line to the other group that we already discussed. But I think because of that dead cap, Kendall Lamb is a lock to make this roster. Most people, though, might consider Ty Sambrillo a lock to make this roster, but not me. He's not a lock. Tyson Brillo played pretty well in the few snaps that he had with the Titans last year in between Taylor Lewan getting injured and then him getting a knee injury himself. So you got multiple things to think about. Although he played well last year, he's coming off of that knee injury. Will he be healthy right away? Will he be able to participate in training camp right away? And as opposed to Kendall Lamb, if you cut Tyson Brillo, it's only $750,000 in dead cap. So the difference in money, the injury question, and Kendall Lamb's versatility, I think that might give him the advantage here to be the lock over Sambrillo. So Sambrillo could be a surprise cut. But Sambrillo has a great chance to make the roster as well because he provides versatility and could play a little bit of interior offensive line, can play a little bit of guard. So that might keep him on the roster over some of the guys that are below him, like a guy like David Questenberry who's been on the practice squad for a lot of the time in his career, but got his chance with the Titans last year, ended up playing 41% of the offensive snaps in six starts during the regular season. So Questenberry didn't play bad, but it's obvious that he is a backup quality offensive lineman. And quite frankly, Tyson Brillo played a little bit better than Questenberry when he was in there. It wasn't a, a discernible difference, quite frankly, but it's enough that Questenberry, the point is that Questenberry doesn't really move the needle, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was relegated to practice squad again, if that's the situation the Titans are in, and if Sam Brillo's knee isn't up to snuff, then Questenberry may go ahead and, and get that fourth tackle spot, so that'll be interesting, and those are the guys who I think have the best chance to make the roster. After that, 
you start looking at some guys who are long shots. I would call them primarily maybe a little bit of bubble factor here. But Paul Adams, an undrafted free agent from 2019, uh, was originally picked up by the Giants. Picked up by the Titans in week eight of last year. Six foot five. He's very tall, very strong, big bodied guy. But with a guy like that, one of the things that's holding him back is he's not incredibly mobile, doesn't have quick feet out there, and, and that's really hampering him. He's got to work on his footwork, like his pass sets as an offensive tackle, but he is a big, strong guy, and some people think that he might be able to carve out a role as an interior offensive lineman. I'm doubting that. I see him more as a, a tackle who's really not going to make it much longer and probably won't see a lot of time on a real roster, but especially for the Titans, even if I'm wrong about that, for the Titans in 2020. I just don't see him as a, a roster guy. Maybe a practice squad option, though. I do think that would make sense to keep getting a look at him because of the versatility. Brandon Kemp, uh, a 2020 undrafted free agent, six foot six. He's also a big, strong guy who struggles with mobility, struggles with quickness on the edge. I think the Titans are just giving a look at him, but again, I think that's a long shot to make the roster. And two guys who I really think are, are the longest of long shots to make this roster are uh, Christian DeLauro. He's a versatile guy, been in the NFL for quite some time. Uh, he's a quick athlete, which matches what the Titans want in their system with the outside zone running scheme. He's been on practice squad since 2019, but he's not the strongest guy. He would really have to add some anchor, meaning he'd be able to hold up against a bull rush, being able to push defensive linemen off their spot in the run game. That's something that he struggled with at his size, doesn't really have quite quite the bulk that he needs at that size to make it. So I like the Titans giving him a look as a as a versatile guy with some mobility, but I, I just don't see him as a guy who will be able to make it on. And then Elijah Nakansa, I think I have that right. My research has led me to believe that that is correct. But Elijah is an undrafted free agent from 2018, a practice squad hopper. He's only played one game in the NFL. It came with Seattle in 2018. Uh, he's a big, heavy guy with limited mobility. The Titans are going to give him a look, but again, a long shot in my opinion. And that's the offensive tackle group. That's all the guys that are going to be coming into camp for the Titans' nine offensive tackles. Obviously, I only see about four of them, maybe five of them at max having a shot to make the team. But we are going to continue talking about the offensive line next. We are going to dive into the interior offensive line where I think the competition is even higher on the interior than it is on the outside at offensive tackle. And before we get into that, going to tell you guys about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is right around the corner, so it makes sense to get signed up now and get ready to go. But baseball season is also in full swing. You could check out some UFC, some boxing action this summer as well. Go to betonline.ag today. You could use your laptop or your mobile device. Sign up for free and use the promo code locked on. That's one word locked on, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline, your online sportsbook experts. We kicked off this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast 
talking about the tight end group, we transitioned into the offensive tackles. And now we are going to cap things off by talking about the interior offensive line where the competition is stiff. Before we do, going to remind you guys about the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. It is all of the biggest sports stories from every major sport in under 20 minutes every single weekday. Make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast on whatever platform you do stream. But diving into the interior offensive line, the locks are really just the starters here. Ben Jones at center, who's one of the most underrated centers in the NFL. It's pretty crazy that he didn't make the top 10 list of centers on the ESPN rankings, which speaking of that, at some point in time when we can catch our breaths here before training camp, we are going to go over all of those lists. The Titans were well represented, but Ben Jones should have been on there. And another guy who should have been on there, Nasty Nate Davis, who's one of the best young guards in the NFL, got a few all-pro votes last year. He's starting to really make a name for himself. And then one of the guys who did end up on the list, and rightfully so, at guard, was Roger Saffold, who some people believe is the best guard in the game, including his former coach, Sean McVay, who spoke very glowingly about him earlier in the offseason. Now, after that, Things get very hairy, to say the least. A guy who I really like is Aaron Brewer, who was an undrafted free agent from last year. He played well in spots for the Titans. He played in 12 games, actually got one start against Baltimore when Roger Saffold was out. He's a really good athlete. Now, he's got to put on some some bulk. He's got to be able to drive people off the ball. He's got to be able to anchor up against the bull rush from the interior. He's got to add all those things to his game, but I really like the athleticism that he brings to the offensive line. Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, both in their 30s. I think he's a guy as an undrafted free agent from last year. The Titans uh, might feel very good about what they're building in him as a prospect, and I hope that that continues and ends up with him making the roster, but another guy who would hope to unseat Aaron Brewer is Daniel Murner, and he's been in the league since 2015, a lot of practice squad time for him. He spent time with the Titans, though. Uh, He's about up in terms of of practice squad opportunities. The COVID situation had helped him out last year, so Daniel Murner is going to be fighting for his career this offseason, and that's up against a guy like Aaron Brewer, who's only going into his second year. Will the talent win out with Aaron Brewer? Will Murner's veteran instincts and drive end up kicking in and getting him that fourth spot that I think will be the last spot amongst the interior offensive line. Some of the long shots are some of the newer guys added to the roster, undrafted free agents from this year. Uh, Chandon Herring from BYU, six foot six, so a tall guy for an interior offensive lineman, but they have a similar system over at BYU at the college ranks in terms of what they do on offense. Herring is an athletic guy who would have the ability to fit in the scheme because of that. He needs to be a little bit stronger at his size. It gets him in a tough spot against some of the smaller defensive linemen, so that's something that he would have to work on, but some people are high on him and think that he would have a chance to make a roster. I think it's going to be tough for him here, but interesting to watch him progress during camp. Another guy, Cole Bonwar, came out of Iowa. He's an undrafted free agent this year. Now, he is like the prototypical offensive lineman. Tough, physical, really smart, 
But the problem is he doesn't have any exceptional athletic traits. He's not incredibly strong. He's not incredibly quick either. So he really relies on sort of those intangibles in the game. Now, as I mentioned with the tackle position, there are tons of guys. The NFL is littered with guys who were undrafted free agents, especially on the offensive line, who relied on those intangibles and worked really hard to improve the other areas of their game and, and made a career in the NFL. Cole Bonwart's one of those people that, that some think that he could be one of those guys because they believe in those intangibles, and Iowa has put out a ton of really good offensive line prospects. So there's reason to believe that he could pull it off, but I think it'll be tough with the competition on the Titans. At the minimum, maybe a practice squad spot would be smart to get Bonmart into. The last guy I'm going to talk about is Adam Kuhn. He is a converted college wrestler, obviously a project developmental option for the Titans. I think that they know my theory here. I think John Robinson knows that there's not really an opportunity for some of these end of the roster interior offensive linemen like Bonwart, Herring, Kuhn. I think he knows that there's not really an opportunity for them to make this roster. So why not go for some home runs? Instead of taking just your run-of-the-muck, undrafted free agent, why not go for a guy like Adam Kuhn and see if you might be able to get something special out of nowhere? I think that's worth the risk in this scenario when you really don't have guys fighting for the back-end roster spots. It's really Daniel Murner and Aaron Brewer at this moment in time. And of course, somebody could come into training camp completely surprised out of those three guys, Herring, Barnwart, and Kuhn, and, and rip that spot away from Brewer or Murner. Yes, that could absolutely happen. I think it's unlikely, but it could. And if it happens, that's great news for the Titans because they got a better player than they had previously. But I don't think that's likely, and I don't think that John Robinson thinks that's likely. And because of that, they tried to go for some home runs with these last final spots on the interior with Adam Kuhn, a converted wrestler, Chandon Herring, a six foot six interior offensive lineman. Cool Bonwar, a guy with no exceptional traits, but elite intangibles when he was at Iowa. So I, I think it makes sense that they're going for some boomer bust picks with these spots to see if they might get lucky. So that is the interior offensive line group. We went through 23 different players on the Titans roster today. Again, a tidbit, some analysis, some scouting, some statistical background on every single player. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. We are going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be breaking down some defense. Going to talk interior defensive linemen. Going to talk edge rushers. Going to talk interior off-ball linebackers as well. So I'll be excited to finish strong on a Friday talking about some defense with you guys. Make sure you don't miss that. Subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.